0: Reality This is Nash Gruner, the son of olivia Gruner, and you are listening to the UCW radio show in your face.
1: The number you have reached, nine one one, has been changed to a non published number. You're
2: listening to UCW radio.
0: In your face. Give it to me, baby.
1: Alright, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and this is a show, as you know, where we feature celebrities, entertainers, recording artists, up-and-comers, and and so much more. Uh, Basically, some great people that are inspiring others. Now, before we bring on our next guest, I want to remind all of our listeners to make sure that you check out the latest edition of Money Never Sleeps. The magazine and the UCW magazine. You can find both on UCWmagazine.com. A lot of great stuff going on with them, and we're featuring some great people in both magazines. Also, you can find the UCW radio show and Money Never Sleeps on iTunes, Stitcher, and many other distribution points online. Now, our next guest, she is an illustrator extraordinaire, you know, um, she's been working on a lot of great projects and i see this girl being something really big in uh, the illustration world okay so without further ado let's bring on the uh, i'm going to call her the master illustrator ashley teets to the show (laughs) ashley welcome to the ucw radio show how are you
0: I am great. Thank you so much for having me. This is fantastic. Oh,
1: uh, thanks for coming on. You know, I know that you're busy running around and, and creating these illustrations and doing all this crazy stuff. Um, I am. Yeah, yeah. You know, why don't you let our listeners know, just give them a brief overview of uh, who you are and what you do.
0: Okay. Well, my name is Ashley Teets, and I am a native West Virginian. Um, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in fine art from Alderson Broaddus College. It's a smaller liberal arts school in West Virginia. And my family has owned Headline Books Publishing Company my entire life, so I've kind of grown up around books and in the book industry and have just fallen in love with that type of work. And I've always been more geared towards the artistic side rather than the literary side. And, uh, so that kind of, you know, pushed me to get my art degree. And when I was in college, I got my first, uh, book illustration job. And it was, uh, Season of Play by Deborah Benedetti was the first real children's book I was able to, uh, to illustrate. And it was a fantastic experience, learned a lot. And since then, um, I've started my own little illustration company. And, uh, it's just really taken off since then. Um, I've illustrated six titles since then and won several Mom's Choice Awards and some USA uh, News and Best Book Awards and uh, Creative Child Magazine Awards, too. So it's been going really well so far.
1: All right, all right. You know, I'm, I, I wanted our listeners to get a good feel for uh, for what you're doing, not for you to take all my questions away, but that's, <laughs> that's okay. You know, but look, I, I think that, you know, I've seen your work, uh, firsthand, so I know it's really good, and and I don't think Thank you autographed the a book a, a book for me, or did you? I, you may have, I don't know, I don't remember. Um, but now you, your your family's been in the uh the book business, and and um for I mean you said since you're you're born pretty much yes okay now in in doing that I mean I'm sure you've come across a lot of different authors and a lot of different mm-hmm. uh I guess. Uh, Eclectic type of people, with what you do. Yes. Um, I mean, why didn't why did you not go into writing when that seems like it would be a natural for you?
0: Well, it seems like it would be more expected, you know, like you said, to go into writing. But ever since I was a kid, I've loved visuals. I've always been a visual person, a visual learner, and. Since I could pick up a crayon, I've been coloring and drawing, so it's just kind of a natural instinct for me to express myself through visuals as opposed to, you know, like literary
3: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, aspects, and um, I was fortunate to have received an artistic gift from probably my mother and my father. They're both very artistic, and uh, I started to draw pencil portraits when I was a kid, and kind of developed that technique. So that really led into uh, me wanting to become an illustrator full-time.
1: Okay, so now, in doing that, you went to school, obviously, you went to school for this. I'm sorry, what? I said you went to school for this.
0: Yes, yes, I did. Um, Alderson Broaddus is a, uh, like I said, it's a smaller liberal arts college, and the art program was fantastic. It was very one-on-one, so I was able to work with my professors and also have a lot of time just with myself to develop my own techniques. And uh, the way the um, program was structured, it was very personal. So I was able to kind of create projects that I wanted to work on. you know, that way you're more passionate about it and you want to work on it because you've developed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that, you know, being taught to develop my artistic technique in that way has helped me to become a better illustrator because I'm able to take the words and, you know, formulate pictures from those words in my head and then express them visually.
1: Well, that's what a good, a good art, actually, that's what a great artist does. They're able to tell a story with a picture.
0: Exactly, a picture's worth a thousand words. Definitely rings true in my profession. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I mean, because because yeah, you have to, and, and in your case, it, you have to, be a little different because not only does your work have to tell a story, but it's telling a story mm-hmm. within an actual story.
0: Exactly, and that's kind of the tricky part because you do have to balance out what you're expressing visually with the literary content so that they match uh you have to pay attention to details like if the story says uh Sammy picks up the red bowl if you illustrate a yellow bowl you know children will pick up on those subtle differences so you've got to be very conscious about you know the story
1: and do you think that you know you having I'm I'm going to call them constraints because I don't know I don't have another word for it but you having those okay. cons- constraints as you're developing the artwork for these books do you think that that hinders your creativity or do you think that that just creates a challenge that you feel that, hey, this is a challenge. I know I can actually uh, do something even better than I thought.
0: Most definitely. You know, limitations inspire fantastic creativity. Uh, Oftentimes, especially in art classes, if the instructor says just do something, do whatever you want, that is so much harder than you know, setting out to complete a task that's set for you, like, you know, do this project on this medium, on this substrate, and, uh, you know, just being able to really challenge yourself within those limitations leads to things that you would have never thought of to begin with.
1: And that that's what makes what you do very interesting, because to be a uh, an illustrator for books, and it children's mm-hmm. books and you can i mean i'm you're gonna go over the things that you've done in a little while you know but being that type of uh, artist you know not everyone could do that it's not it's not as easy as you think though
0: that's very true hmm. <laughs> like like a lot of professions it's not as easy as it seems because uh, you do have to work you work very closely with the author and in my case Whenever I work with the authors and the publisher, and a lot of times um, like a graphic designer to do the layout, it's definitely a team effort, and whenever I'm working specifically with the author, I want to create a book for them that they love because they need to be as passionate about it, you know, after I'm done with it <laughs> as they were in the beginning, and, you know, that will increase sales, and they'll be happy because a lot of times, you know, with writing it's tough to put your stuff out there for the public because you know critics and you know just life in general can be pretty tough sometimes and it is hard and that's why i admire so many authors and artists you know just to put your creative ideas out there is not always not always easy
1: <laughs> no it's not because you're putting yourself out there in a way that you know it's not just writing the book it's in a different type of way cuz it's you got to write the book you got to uh again if you're getting illustrations in there then you have to get illustrations but also mm-hmm. you know the marketing of this book i mean this this is i mean it takes a lot of work to make something like that actually work out nicely for both the uh the writer and the publishing company
0: exactly you know it it's kind of like raising a child <laughs> it takes a village and really in our case an army at sometimes because it You know, you've got to get the product out there to the public. And, you know, the best way to do that is via marketing. And now with social media, that's just really the way that we've been able to move sales and get our product out to the public in ways that, you know, prior to this digital age wasn't possible. And it's just been a fantastic response. Um, I know a lot of times people are saying that the paper form of books are – you know, in trouble, and I mean, with uh, e-books and everything, that's just another outlet for creativity to mm-hmm. be given to the public, and I just think it's fantastic.
1: Well, me personally, you know, I'm I'm a tech guy, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I also like opening a book because it's the feel, the smell, and just holding it in your hand. Exactly. And then exactly. if, if you don't if you don't like something that's going on in the book, you can throw the book across the room. You can't do that with a Kindle. It doesn't work.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Plus, it's more expensive. And yeah. You'll be so much more angry with yourself if you throw a Kindle. Yeah,
1: exactly. Throw the book. You can always pick it back up and go back to that page. You throw a Kindle. Yeah, I don't think the lady from Amazon is gonna come on your TV to help you. Sorry, I don't think that's gonna work.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, no, it's probably not going to work no. that way. It may in a couple years with technology. You never know.
1: You never know. You <laughs> throw it and it disappears. Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Who knows? So, so let me <laughs> let, let me ask you this now. You said you got your first uh, illustration gig uh, for um, you know for a book when you were in college. Mm-hmm. How did that come about?
0: It was uh, actually through my, my mother's publishing company, Headline Books. Um, she, was, she gets at least 25 to 50 submissions a week for manuscripts and got this manuscript uh, from Deborah Benedetti, and it was a children's book uh, that she had titled Season of Play. And it was about how to get children outside and enjoy nature instead of, you know, just sitting inside and watching TV which you know has its place as well but there's a lot of fun things that you can do outside too. So the book talks about games you can play in the back we um, put instructions for a couple of different games like hopscotch and uh it was just such a fun a fun and happy book and I'm I've always been a big outdoors person, you know, hiking and you know spending time outside playing outside and uh she didn't have any artwork with it. And uh, as my mother explained to her, you know, it's a children's book. Art's very important. Do you have an illustrator in mind? And she said no. And uh, I read the manuscript, and I decided that I was going to try my hand at this and did a couple samples for her. Uh, that's generally how I, how I work. I do a few samples, send it to the author, and they say, yes, that, that's perfect, wonderful, or no, I'm going to you go know, with somebody else. And uh, she really liked what I had done, my interpretation on it, and it just kind of happened from there.
1: And she just saw it; she loved it. She said, "You're you're in."
0: Yes, I was in.
1: Okay, but that that I guess from there you got the bug. Yes. Oh, well, you know what? It, it's it's really interesting how things happen because you it know, is, isn't it? And know. like
0: I had never like I'd always thought about being an illustrator full-time, but I was working on my bachelor's in fine arts, so I was more geared towards the abstract art world and, you know, focusing on, you know, gallery representation and everything, and so this just kind of all happened, and I just went with the flow. I'm a very good with the flow type person, so I'm I'm glad that I made that choice.
1: (laughs) You did, and, you know, it puts you in in an interesting position because now that people, you know, see your work on bookshelves and and everything, they look at it and Mm -hmm. say, well, you know, maybe we need to call Ashley Teets and get her to do stuff for us because you don't know where the work can come from. It can come from anywhere.
0: Exactly, and, you know, that's another wonderful thing about technology is you don't have to be in the same building or even in the same state as the the author that you're working with. But one of the other uh, titles I've illustrated recently is called Wally McBapp Needs a Nap. And I've actually never met the author. Mm-hmm. So it's it's amazing what you can do over the computer.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that movie In the Mouth of Madness. You, you really don't know who the author is until later in the movie. <laughs>
0: Exactly, and that could be very mysterious and yeah. even more intriguing. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Hey, um, so now what we're going to do, Ashley? Uh, we're going to take a little mm-hmm. break, uh, and then I want to when okay. we come when we come back, I want to you know talk more about uh, the other jobs you've done, and then we're going to talk about you know headline books and a few other things. So for our listeners, yeah, you know, I want you to stay tuned, and we're going to be right back with you on the UCW Radio Show after these messages.
2: This is Chef Gavin Murphy with your one-minute healthy cooking tip. For all my fellow fitness freaks out there, eating lean, high-protein meats like chicken, turkey, or even pork loin is part of our everyday diet. I get asked all the time, how do I make chicken breast juicy and not dry and overcooked? This is how. Season the breast with salt and pepper and sear in a drizzle of olive oil in a hot pan until golden on both sides. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees and place the breasts on a foiled oven tray. Pour one cup of chicken broth on the tray and pop it in the oven for six to seven minutes. What's going to happen is the broth will create steam in the oven while the chicken is cooking and add moisture to the meat. And that's my secret. Also, very important, guys, once you take the chicken out of the oven, let it rest for three to four minutes, and this will also keep all the juices in the breast. For more tips and information on me, go to my site, gavinmurphy.com.
3: I'm gone, I know you missed this i give you all of it cause I know exactly what, you wanna, what you wanna get You want that love baby, no ifs, no buts or maybes You want it guaranteed and I promise I'll, I'll, never, I'll leave. never leave DJ you gotta play this, got my girl intoxicated Elevated, highly rated, I mean it, that's why I say it So whenever you need that fix, call me and I'll rush like a blitz I just wanna kiss you on the lips I need your love Show me your love, show me your love, show me your love
1: To the UCW radio show and uh, we've been speaking with Ashley teach she is like the ultimate illustrator and she's rocking and rolling and making magic coast to coast like butter on toast this girl's out of control so uh so Ashley tell you know we were talking about your illustr your illustration uh your first illustration job now, what else have you yeah. done because I we, we did talk about a book you were working on. what what was your you know what else have you done Beyond, uh, from that, f- the first illustration work that you have did. If that makes any sense. I confuse myself with that, but you know, you. you, you it's
0: okay. I think, I, you get I, the think point. I understand what you were talking about, yeah. so I'm just going to start talking. All right.
1: So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, we're connected. We got it.
1: <laughs> we're we're sympathetic
0: um, on of, One of the other uh, more successful projects I've done is uh, entitled Robot Rhymes, and it was written by Karen Teal. And it's it's an, a new age children's book, is uh, the genre that we like to call this one. Um, it's uh, with digital artwork. And a lot of times I've worked with watercolor, so it was kind of nice for me to use a different medium. And uh, we've won several awards with this book. We've won Mom's Choice Awards, and more recently we won a Creative Child Magazine Award with this. So we've been very pleased with the response. Um, this particular story was inspired by the author's late son, who was a rapper, and he was, you know, all up on modern hip-hop culture, and she was able to take some of his rhymes that he had written and uh, turn them into a hip-hop rhyme appropriate for children, so it teaches them about rhythm, rhyme, and kind of makes hip-hop available to them which is something that in, uh, you know, the market today hasn't been done. Mm
3: -hmm. And
0: we've, like I said, we've had major success with the first book, and I'm currently working on the second book, which has been exciting. I just started working on it uh, the middle of June. Mm -hmm. So that will be out this fall, so we're looking forward to that and hopefully have a similar response to this title.
1: Well, that's interesting, Hip Hop for Kids.
0: Oh, it's fantastic. I've loved working on it. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, you're gonna start walking, walking down with your big gold chains. No, I'm joking, you know. But it, it's of it, course. But it's good because but
0: instead of a big medallion, I'm gonna have the book hanging from my necklace. There you
1: <laughs> go, good big gold book. Like, oh, way. Hey. Um, it's
0: gonna be, and then I'm gonna have all the awards adorning the sides. It's gonna be great.
1: There you go. You know, I I think that's see that's smart that uh, they produce that book because it allows you to connect with kids. In, in a different way, you have to connect with kids where they understand. you can't talk exactly. at them, you have to be with them because if you if you mm-hmm. can't communicate with them, they're not gonna listen you know they, they I mean kids exactly. you know kids are smart nowadays because you'll yell, scream, and so on and so forth until the kid realizes, "Hey, you're not gonna hurt me <laughs>
0: exactly and, they're wise enough to that fact, yeah. Now. <laughs> Almost a map with a different approach now.
1: Yeah, well they got a phone in their hands, say, Hey, I'll make the call. But you know, it but connecting with kids on, on a different level is is important because you actually connect with them and have an impact on their lives moving forward and that's what these books are doing.
0: Exactly. And you know, books are one of the best ways to connect with kids because it allows them to use their imagination and have a creative outlet. Um, so many times in schools these days, you know, they're taking out gym and art and music classes, and it's so detrimental, you know, to the overall human experience because we have an innate need to be creative and to express ourselves. And, you know, through books and reading and then interacting with the children while you're reading with them, mm-hmm. it's you just can't get that experience any other way.
1: Yeah, that, that that's that's important, and you're absolutely correct because what they're doing in the, in the educational system, uh, anywhere in the country, they're eliminating culture. They're eliminating things that kids, you know, allows kids to, you know, uh, build character. I I think, you know, art, gym, at eth- you know, sports. You know, these things help them to, you know express themselves and when you take that away it does yeah when you take it away then you're you're talking about violence you're talking about all these things happening and and this is the world we live in yeah
0: and with you know not having a creative outlet you become somewhat you know full of hostility because you have all of this energy and this you know creativity that you need to express and when you're not given the chance it's
1: so detrimental yeah and, and this is why when i and, and i'll just throw this in here not that it has anything to do with the show but you know when i see uh, uh certain um, competition shows you know where mm-hmm. with singers and this and that you know it gives someone something a goal something to strive for yeah it gives them an outlet you're a singer. Sure. You have that outlet, your voice. Uh, if you're stifled and you can't do that, it's a problem. If you're a musician, you love playing something. Or you have a gift for it, but you can't play it. You get stifled. It's like living in a communist state. And when you start taking that stuff away from these kids, you know, I mean, I I think it's just going to erupt at some point down the road.
0: You're so correct, and you know, like you said, with you know expressing creativity, we build our culture. You know, that's what centers culture is creativity and, you know, people's personal ideas, individual thoughts and actions. And, you know, disciple any of that is just, it's awful. But, you know, with children's books and music or art or, you know, physical activity, anything, it gives them such a great chance. And we definitely need to keep up with with those kind of activities and creative
1: outlets, for sure. Yeah, I believe so, and hopefully, you know, uh, Congress senators, local leaders, they'll and boards of educations anywhere in the country, they'll begin to continue. They'll begin to realize it if they haven't already, and hopefully initiate some sort of plan, or maybe somebody with a lot of mm-hmm. money will, will just initiate a plan to have it, You know, some creative, uh, like music, art, stuff like that, that kids can even do it after school, something. they Something needs to get done. Right. Bill Gates, something needs to get done.
0: Something does need to get done, and Headline <laughs> Books is doing its best. <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we have a very active school show program, and mm-hmm. we send our authors into schools. And they do, uh, you know, creative activities to coincide with the books that they've done. And uh, we do a lot of after-school programs as well. So it's got to start somewhere, so we might as well be the start.
1: Ah, well, you know, this is a good segue into headline books because, I mean, doing that, you're giving back to the community. And that's something that your parents have done, you know. And I met your mom, uh, sweet lady. You know, you you wouldn't think that she's a fierce book person.
0: <laughs> oh, she is the fiercest of them all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but she does
1: it with a smile. She does it with a smile. Uh, Killing
0: with kindness, my friend. Killing with kindness. There you
1: go. <laughs> there you go. You know. Now she's been doing this. Your parents, they were doing this for a long time. They've been, you know. So why don't you give me a little history with that and and how they began right. Headline Books.
0: Well, uh, Headline Books was first started in 1985. Uh, So she has, you know, several years of experience, and uh, so she does know what she's doing. (laughs) Hmm. Um, But the first book that Headline Books did was about the major flood that happened in West Virginia in 1985, and it affected 50 counties uh, statewide. And at the time, my parents owned a local newspaper, and so they did, you know, they had all this coverage coming in and all these stories from family, friends, uh, community leaders. And there were seven newspapers in West Virginia that, w- that were uh, wiped out during the flood. And my parents decided to um, gather up all of the news coverage uh, from other newspapers, including theirs, and create a book uh, called Killing Waters and it's sold to date 100,000 plus copies and they used all the revenue uh, from book sales to put those newspapers back up on their feet and so you know the, the company started with a good soul and a good purpose and it's only continued to grow and thrive uh, on those same values.
1: I, I like that, I like that. You have good people doing great stuff out there and that that's what life's about. You have to Absolutely. you have to pay it forward. You have to give something back, and I, I say this all the time, uh, and some sometimes uh, so much that people begin to say, "Yeah, we know how you feel, but this is how I feel," you know. Um, so now, headline book started in 1985, built up. They're doing great stuff. How many titles, if you can, if you know, uh, how many titles has the company uh, pushed out over the past what 20 something years?
0: Goodness. Um, We've got at least, yeah, a lot. We've got at least uh, 500 plus titles. And like I said, we get anywhere from 25 to 50 submissions a week. And uh, to date, we've won 213 uh, national and international book awards for independent publishing. And it's just been fantastic. Nice. And uh, the children's book division wasn't added until 2006. Uh, you know there's my uh, my mother's keen business sense kicking in. <laughs> you yeah. know she can she can spot when a market's hot, and uh, she definitely struck when the iron was hot and uh, had fantastic responses with all the children's books she She really knows how to choose good quality manuscripts, and it's not just the manuscript, it's the author. Mm-hmm you know good you know like i was saying good people good literature and you really can't go wrong with that combination
1: yeah i mean you need to be able to to market the book you know cuz look you can have an author that it writes well but if they're not marketing or be or, or not marketable it's, it's hard to push the book the way you want to push it you know because it's not like you're a random house you know where you can just turn the key and things work out you know you, you have to exactly. put a, you have to put a lot of effort into it
0: yeah and it's fun that way too and you know with um you know choosing to go with an independent publisher as opposed to you know a big name publisher um it's You know, personally, what I think is the way to go because you get a more personal experience with working uh, on the project. You know, it's really one-on-one. It's like going to a small college versus a big university. Mm -hmm. Um, You get one-on-one time with the publisher and the graphic designer and uh, with, you know, in my case, with the illustrator. And the more that the author is involved with the production of their book and the more that they love it, the more they're going to want that project to succeed and that they're going to be involved in the marketing process and want to go to conferences and do book signings and you know present a product that they're proud of to the the mass market
1: and that's the key thing you have to be able you have to be willing to market yourself Which not a lot of people have that ability
0: That's very true it's uh, it can be taught, but it's not necessarily the easiest thing to pick up on uh-huh. if you don't have the, you know, a natural gift for it.
1: You have um, to. You have to. You know, like
0: I was saying, go go ahead. It's difficult a lot of times, but you've got to have got to love the project.
1: Yeah, you know. But for any and any of the listeners out there that are are in tune to what we're speaking about, you know, if you're going to be an author, you know, remember it's just like you go to Hollywood. You can be a great actor, but if you're not out there willing to go promote the movie how is it helping everyone you got to be able to exactly. get in get in the game to help everyone because you're writing a book great you have a good book but what are you willing to do above that you know you, you exactly. have you have to be willing to do above that yeah i mean it's, you got to pimp yourself out that's <laughs> that's the only uh, phrase that i can come up with right now you got to pimp yourself out a little it bit it
0: is Oh, it's the perfect analogy. Got to pimp your book, and I got to pimp my artwork. <laughs> and, and you
1: know what? We all know pimping ain't easy, and that's a fact. <laughs> no, it's not, my friend. No, it's not. No, no. <laughs> all right, so now, uh, Headline Books, recently, I, I believe recently you guys were um, announced, I think, uh, Independent Publisher of the Year or something of that nature?
0: Yes, we were. We went to the Next Generation Indie Book Awards uh, reception at the Harvard Club in New York. Uh, this past May, we attended Book Expo America in New York, and uh, this awards reception usually coincides with that major conference, and uh, it was a complete and total shock. They actually uh, announced that, you know, right when we were sitting there, no one had any idea that that award was even going to be given, and uh, Headline Books, you know, Took home the prize and nice. we got a really nice trophy. We set it on the table at dinner for sure. <laughs>
1: Very good. You put it right as a centerpiece.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We had all the waitresses asking what that was for, you know, our neighbors at the next table. They know all about book publishing now, whether they wanted
1: to or not. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that trophy is right there in the middle of your dinner table today.
0: (laughs) Oh, it is. It's huge, too. It's fantastic. We may have to add an addition.
1: Uh, I think you may have to do that because you're going to be getting more and more awards, you know. And and I say this because I know, uh, you know, just meeting you personally and your mom and everyone uh, associated with the headline but headline itself you know i i got a good feeling about it and uh now knowing a little bit more about the story you know yeah there's there's no way that the world is not going to know more about what you guys are doing what you're working on uh because you know i always believe good things happen for good people for the right reasons and that, I couldn't agree more. And that's yeah. where you guys are headed. So you know what I want you to do, Ashley, if you can? Um, just tell us right now your latest project uh, before uh, we close out the show.
0: Okay. Um, I have a book coming out that will be available uh, in August, so in less than a month now. And it's a sequel in a series of several books, and it's entitled... Uh, the Adventures of Penny and Tubbs, The Mystery of the Crystal Waterfall, and it is a story about a little girl and her cat, um, Penny is the little girl's name, and Tubbs obviously is her cat, and they take an adventure to Hawaii, and it's a fantastic story, um, I illustrated it uh, digitally, so it was another one of my digital art projects, which I was excited about, and, uh, you know, it's The first book in that series won several awards, so, you know, again, here we're hoping for some major publicity and major awards on the second title. And, uh, like I said, it's going to be available in August, and looking forward to the release.
1: Oh, Now, where can people find the book when it is released?
0: You can order it off of uh, the Headline Books website. It's just HeadlineBooks.com. They're available on Amazon as well. Uh, headline Books distributes through all of the major distributors, uh, Baker and Taylor. And uh, we're available in all the bookstores like Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can also order them from my personal website, which is com. So we have several ways of getting them out there. <laughs>
1: and who's the author of that book?
0: There, It's actually... Um, two authors. It's a co-author book, which was fun. Uh, Marcy May and Margaret Zerhusen are the authors, and like I said, it's the second in the series, and we're hoping for several more to follow, for sure.
1: Well, that, that's good stuff. That's good stuff, Ashley. You know, uh, yeah, I think, I, I you know, what I want to do, you know, is at some point in the future, maybe when your book comes out or, you know, at some point in the future, definitely bring you back on because your your career is just starting. OK, I, I don't yeah. think you haven't even hit the pinnacle of where you're going to be. And that's what, you know, we do here on this show is we bring on established, you know, celebrities, authors, this and that. But we also bring on, you know, the upcomers, the next the, the next big things that are going to be happening and that's why you're on this that's show miss Thang. because well,
0: um, fantastic i would love to <laughs> yeah
1: so you know we're going to be following your career now for the benefit of the li- of the listeners why don't you uh let them know how to find out more about you and how to follow you on social media and everything and i do encourage people to stalk but in a nice way okay uh yes. sh- sh- share that information <laughs>
0: Um, like I said, my website is ashleyteepsillustration.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook with that as well. Ashley Teeps Illustration has our, we have our own Facebook page. Okay. Um, I'm also on Twitter at uh, at AshleyTeeps1, the number one. And, um, you know, like I said, I have contact information on uh, all of those media outlets. And I'd be happy to, you know, talk to anybody interested about illustration jobs or just the book business in general um you know i am young i'm only 24 but i've been very fortunate to have a lot of industry experience at at a young age and i think that's very beneficial especially with the authors um that i work with who are first-time authors themselves you know so we can kind of learn together and uh you know just kind of grow our knowledge base simultaneously
1: Well, I I do encourage our listeners to go check out Ashley Teets, find out more about her. And if you are, you know, a publishing company, and author, and you're looking for an illustrator, you know, that is good at what she does. Uh, You definitely want to reach out to Ashley Teets because she's the jam, the the donut, the jelly, the whole nine yards. She knows what she's doing. So you want to kind well, of... Well, thank you. Yeah, well, you're welcome. You know, and I if I didn't feel that way, I wouldn't say it. Okay, now on that note, Ashley, thank you again for coming on the show. And for our listeners, I want you to make sure that you, uh, you, uh, join us for the next, uh, show. And I know it's gonna be someone interesting. Don't know who it is yet, but it will be someone interesting. But I do thank you for tuning in, and we'll be back with you next time.
2: Initiating Shutdown Sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in
3: your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. My mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.